Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Atypical Man podcast. My name is Caleb. I think I figured out what my problem is. I don't trust a single thing that anybody says anymore about anything. I will go out of my way to verify, re-verify, verify again. Anytime somebody says something to me, And the more that I'm told something and it doesn't happen or doesn't come true, the less likely it is that I'll ever believe anything you say. Again, I don't care what the topic, circumstance, or situation is. We are living in some of the most turbulent times of my lifetime. I'm 40 years old. I'm sure there have been many others. This one's mine. I don't trust a word anybody says. I've been let down too much. I've been lied to too many times about everything. Subjects, big and small. And the danger when you get into this kind of mindset is that it becomes or it may become permanent. Meaning that regardless of the relationships you forge and build and try to nurture curate down the road you may never get that ability back ability meaning being able to trust what other people tell you I don't want this or any other show to sound or be packed with doom and gloom but this is about as honest as a person can be with himself and with the people around him We all get to this point, whether temporary or not so temporary, in our lives where we really sit down, we sit back and we look at what's gone on and we try to determine how much trust we should be giving other people. Doesn't matter if it's in your working relationships, your family relationships with your significant other or your children or even your friends, back from the high school, college, military, or whatever days. But like I said, the danger is that when you go down this rabbit hole and you really start to question whether or not you can believe anything anybody says, it's it's time to make a hard right turn. I don't know where that came from. It's time to make a hard right hand or left hand turn to see if there are other people or other circumstances that won't make you feel like you can't trust other human beings you can only be lied to so many times before you say fuck it you can only be given a set of circumstances where you're told something over and over and over and over and over again and it never happens. That can only happen so many times before we break. So you know what to hell with it. If you say something and it happens, great, but I'm not going to believe it until I see with my own eyes. And I think a lot of us are there now. In our relationships, the things we see and hear from our leaders, politicians. It's become 
a very, very serious issue. And I think if we were to see this particular thing highlighted when it comes to, quote, news coverage here in the States, we could turn the tide, I believe. Because we'd all be pointing at the same thing. Going, I don't trust this guy because of this reason. Or I don't trust her because of this reason. And normally it's just good old-fashioned smoke blowing. Are the lies always deliberate? No. Are they most of the time? I would say so. Deliberate deception. For reasons that we can get into down the road. But it's constant. Look at the reaction people have when you get on social media. Look at the reaction these people have when they're engaging with other human beings. If they disagree even a little bit, they will try to blow that other person out of the water, out of their boat, until they're floating in the water, surrounded by sharks. And a lot of these people are hoping that they get eaten alive. It's a metaphor for a much bigger statement. People don't care about each other anymore. They just don't. And the problem is, is that when you try to show somebody that you care, it either goes unnoticed or unappreciated. Now you'll hear quips, you'll hear comments from people every now and then. Well, that's nice of you. That's very kind. Or I appreciate that. How do you show your appreciation when something really great happens or somebody says something that just changed your whole mindset or helped pull you out of a really dark place? How do you show your appreciation? Is it buying flowers for the significant other? Is it taking your partner to a ball game because you know they like sports or a concert or when one of your kids does or says something really great, rewarding them somehow, taking them to a movie, you're going to have pizza. You know, something like showing your appreciation. And like Jordan Peterson has, th- has said hundreds of times since he came into the fray. As human beings, we need so little encouragement. And the reason, one of the main reasons for that is because we rarely get it. And then you couple that with the fact that we are lied to every single day of our lives. And we lie to other people every single day of our lives. Either to make our situation or lives seem more important, more magical, bigger than what it is. We lie and lie and lie. And while swimming around in this pool of deception. If we don't think something bad is eventually going to happen to us, we are deluded. Because it absolutely will. Your job collapsed. You lost your house. One of your kids has gotten older and says, I want to go live with mom or I want to go live with dad if mom and dad are separated or divorced. 
that's a body blow, you know, for any parent that gives a damn about their kid. They say they don't want to live with them anymore. That's adults will end their own lives because of things like that, especially if they're alone. If they don't have any real friends or family that they hang out with outside of work or away from their families, if they don't have any other people, they'll check themselves out and they won't think about it. It'll just happen and one day you'll get the call. I don't have magic answers for what it's going to take when it comes to correcting our desires, this motivation that we have to be deceptive to one another or tell somebody something and then don't follow through. That's that's the big one for me. You tell me something's going to happen, I fucking expect it to happen. At work, in my personal life, with my kids, you tell me you're going to do something, I expect you to do it. Now, if you can't get it done, when you said you would, we can have we can absolutely have that conversation. But if this goes on for weeks and months and months and it's still not done, understand that I'm most likely never going to believe a word you say ever again. Period. I don't care if that sounds harsh. I'm tired of playing games. None of us know how long we're going to be here. We could get by, hit by a bus or T-boned on the way to or from work tomorrow. And then that's it. The lights go out. And what will we have accomplished? What kind of person will we be when that day comes? Regardless of what you think happens after. That's a conversation for another day. If it were to end today or tomorrow, how would you feel about the person you are in your life right now? The kind of emotions that you carry around, the kind of behaviors that you have. Who do the people outside your own little bubble What do they see? What do they feel when they look at you or when they engage with you? Are you proud of the person that you've become? I'm not always. In fact, a lot of the time, I go back in my memory and remember all of the horrible mistakes that I made that have led to where I am now. Both in my personal and my professional life. There's nothing wrong with mistakes. They're a great educational tool. But if we keep making them over and over and over again, and we think that somehow magically life is just going to deliver to our doorsteps everything and everyone that we want, it's irresponsible thinking. It's dangerous thinking. Me personally, I've been out of actual physical work for a while now due to some things going on both in my personal and my professional life. And it's been it's been a really challenging thing for me because I have worked in in some way or fashion 
since I was 14 years old, 15 years old. And to not, not because I needed some place to go. The last 10 plus years of my career, I worked from home. I traveled for work, but my office was home. Uh, I worked remotely. I would go out and see customers. I traveled to go see them, both driving and flying. And it, it gives you a sense of purpose, especially if you don't hate your job, which I don't, there's been jobs that I've had that were, that ended up being bunk and even a couple I never should have taken at all, but that's on me. That has nothing to do with anybody else. That was my responsibility. But having a job and having something to do during the day, it gives us purpose. And it allows us to not only have a means of paying the bills, the rent, the mortgage, whatever it is. It gives us the ability to be around other people. So for any of you that are or have been out of work for a while, and you've either just been trying to do stuff around the house or out searching for work, like myself, it's weird going long stretches of time without being around other people. Not because you're always going to get along with those people, that's not what I mean, but being around and engaging other people, that's part of the experience for us here. And it's not necessarily the people themselves that give us purpose. But if you accomplish something, if you're doing something at work and you you are able to receive this sense of accomplishment, even if it's just you going to work on a Thursday and you're going, here's what I want to get done today. When you're done and you get up to leave or you shut everything down for the day, you're going, I got everything done that I wanted to today. That sense of accomplishment, it's a reward, both financially and mentally. Because then you can go home or leave your office and go home and maybe enjoy dinner with your family, maybe watch a movie, read a book, have a glass of wine, uh, take the kids to the park or sit out by the pool or whatever your situation is. It's a very rewarding thing. So when it's taken away or it it changes its form in terms of work. It can, it can really put a damper on things. It can create no small amount of stress, anxiety, depression, uh, sleep disorders. Either you're sleeping too much or you're not sleeping enough because you're worried about this or that, not being able to pay bills or whatever it is. And the financial aspect for me has always been at the very top of my list. Being able to pay my bills and pay them on time. Make sure that my son, my kids have what they need when they need it. And being in a position recently where I wasn't able to do that is soul crushing. It's, it's very difficult to deal with. 
And I've always been the kind of person that was really careful about that. You know, keeping a nest egg and making sure that whether it was on auto pay or I was sending money out, that my bills were paid on time because I don't want to be that asshole that's going to be sent to collections or have people, you know, pounding on my door or blowing my phone up. Hey, where's our money? It irritates the shit out of me and it transforms me into a different person. And recent, recently, it has transformed me into a different person. I'm more irritable. I don't sleep very well, if at all. My appetite is just all over the board. It's, it can be really challenging. And finding a way to climb out of that hole can also be very, let's say it, let's call it interesting to deal with. Because we all deal with it in different ways. When stress, anxiety, and depression are folded into the mix, all bets are off. And if you start trying to, what do they call it, self-medicate, drinking alcohol or doing all these other things, it exacerbates the situation. It makes everything worse. Everything gets worse. Your health, the way you communicate with people, your clarity of thought, your ability to function and dialogue with people during the day, it affects every single area of your life. And I speak from experience. It can get really, really dark. And it can do so in a hurry. And then when you see the people around you thriving, you know what I mean? The people around you are doing well. Their jobs are going well. Their relationship with their significant others are going well. Things with their kids and things at the the school with their kids is going well. And you just have all of this jealousy bubble up inside you going, where did I go wrong? Where did I dump this truck off the road into a fucking ditch? And you start going back in your memory going, you know, trying to locate that moment where you knew something was different that everything changed and then trying to work your way back forward to climb out of the situation and then do everything you can to make sure it doesn't happen again life isn't perfect ladies and gentlemen and I know that we are not perfect we are going to have challenges we're going to have moments of uncertainty and and maybe even of uh, fear And just not really knowing what to expect. You know, what comes next. And I think that's okay. But but living in that space perpetually, regularly, daily, it can wipe a person out. It can turn them into an unrecognizable being to the people around them that may have known them for years. And they're looking at you or whoever going, I don't even recognize you. Who are you right now? And inside your own mind, you're going, you know what? I don't even know. I don't even know who I am right now. So you're trying to piece all that together. And for you fellow people pleasers out there, it's a double-edged sword. Because you're trying to fix your own problems. And at the same time, 
you don't want anybody else around you to suffer or think less of you, so you're doing double the work. It's exhausting. It's why people start drinking. It's why they turn to drugs. It's why they don't sleep. It's why their relationships fail across the board. And worst of all, it's why so many people give up. They either stop trying or worst case scenario, they take their own lives. They feel like they've done everything they can to pull themselves or other people out of these really dark places and they get to a point where there's nothing else they feel that they can do so they quit trying they lay down or in some cases like I said worse you know they just they give up on themselves they give up on life I understand it I understand why it happens I'm not condoning it but I understand why it happens This idea of showing people around us a version of ourselves that's not really us is not the way to get it done. If you're worried that the other people around you are going to get upset if you're honest with them, maybe they aren't the right people you should have in your life. And that includes family, folks. If you're afraid to tell someone in your life the truth about how you're feeling or about how a certain thing is making you feel and they get angry or they try to make you feel bad, I would strongly recommend stepping away from that people, from those types of people or that person for at least a little while, maybe permanently. I have done this in my own life and it worked out very well. It was one of the best decisions I ever made. Not everybody you meet is meant to stay in your life forever, folks. And yes, that can mean a significant other or a family member. If you vocalizing your concerns and telling the truth about how you're feeling makes another person angry or motivates them to come back at you get them out of there you don't need them like I said try it temporarily see how you feel don't contact that person at all for a few days a week month whatever and see how you feel you're gonna have to lean on yourself for a while because most of us only have a small handful of people we can go to with the big stuff, right? The big issues in our lives. Lean on those other people. But no, if, if someone if someone makes you feel inferior or they make you feel bad just because you told the goddamn truth, get them out of there. Get them out of there. And that includes you too, listening. If you're one of those people, cut that shit out. If somebody comes to you with a real problem and they're being honest about their situation and all you do is shit on them or make them feel even more lousy, you're a turd and you deserve to be chucked. All you're doing is making the situation worse. You know what? 
Don't be that kind of person. Not in the times we're living in. You know, I was having a conversation the other day with an old military buddy of mine that I hadn't talked to in... Shit, I bet it was a couple of months. He and I used to talk on the phone. Catching up on the phone, damn, I bet at least once a week. Up until about two or three months ago. And that was that was on me. I hadn't felt like talking to anybody. I hadn't felt like doing anything or anything at all. And we were talking about maybe going to see, you know, the times in our lives when we've wanted to go sit down with like a therapist or a counselor and just unload on them. You know, he's got his own issues in his life where he lives. Obviously, I've had mine. We've all had our own issues. We've all thought at some point about going and talking with a counselor, a therapist, shrink, whatever. And we got to talking about the situation and we were sharing our experience with this. And I bring this up to say there are so many people right now seeking therapy that if you were to call and make an appointment with or without insurance, do not be surprised if one of these psychologists or therapists can't see you for weeks. I don't remember it ever being like that early on. There are more people seeking counseling and therapy now than maybe ever before. Some of these counselors don't have openings for weeks or months. That means their entire day is booked for weeks and for months out. And let's just say on average they're seeing, they're not doing eight patients a day. Some of them might, depending on their hours to keep. Let's just say on average that's five or six people a day. This is one therapist, one. They could see between 25 and maybe even 35 different people every week. That's one therapist. How many of them are there out there? There's a lot. So if you were to call in right now, say you and your spouse wanted to go to marriage counseling, or one of your kids is having a hard time at school, you want them to go talk to somebody. It could be weeks or months before an appointment becomes available. Depending on the specific excuse me, the specific issue that you're having, the geographical location in terms of proximity to your house, where the therapist is, and your comfort level. It's bananas. There are more people seeking counseling right now than possibly ever before. I think there's a reason for that. I think it has to do with the fact that we just... We don't trust people anymore. Which creates resentment in every form of relationship. Which then creates turbulence. Which then creates the need to either terminate the relationship 
meaning end it. I'm not talking about wiping the other person out, you fucking savages. I'm talking about ending the relationship or you go see a therapist. Or worst of all, you sit there suffering in silence and you don't say anything to anybody else. And then when you try, they make you feel even worse. A friend or family member makes you feel even worse. There's a way to turn all of these things around. And it starts with us being able to believe in ourselves again. And I know that sounds corny. But maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need a little corny, a little cheesy in our lives. Look back at the last time in your life. Assuming you're not, you don't have everything you want right now and your life's going peachy, which I hope is true. I hope that the majority of you listening to this, that your lives are going well, that your relationships are going well with your friends, family, children, colleagues. I hope all of you are having that kind of life. But the data doesn't lie. And I think like me, there's some of you out there right now that are really struggling trying to either put the pieces back together or understand where the pieces of the puzzle went because you can't even find the pieces anymore. They're not even in the box. But statistics show that depression and anxiety are up. Relationships are falling apart faster and more regularly. Parents are having a more difficult time relating to and talking with their children. It starts with us giving ourselves grace and believing in ourselves again. And for those of you that are struggling, ask yourself this question. When was the last time you believed in yourself, in your abilities, either as a parent, a significant other, or a colleague? When you woke up smiling and you just knew that you were going to have a good day, that you were excited to start the day, you know that feeling you get when you're in a new relationship and you can't wait to see or talk to the person? That kind of feeling. It's fleeting. And a lot of times now what happens is it passes so quickly because life gets in the way and it introduces all of these different challenges that we didn't see coming that we have to face and we've got to find a way to get through them and sadly a lot of times people can't they can't round that corner they can make their peace with what happened but they'll never forget and then you fold in deception or out and out lying on top of that Lack of dependability, lack of accountability. And it makes the situation so much worse. So I say we start with finding a way to believe in ourselves again. Picking up that hobby that you dropped. I used to love to read. Avid reader, several books a week. I would write when I had time. That's been my goal for as long as I can remember. I wanted to be a writer. Life gets in the way, right? 
financial instability gets in the way, the loss of a relationship or loss of a person gets in the way. I guess what I'm trying to say is we can't let this spin us completely out. Because if we get ourselves into a situation where we no longer enjoy the things that used to light us up, like I said, for me, it was reading, writing, making people laugh, playing music, listening to music. We've got to find a way to get back to those things and to be able to enjoy them again. Because if we, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you something right now. If we can't enjoy ourselves and enjoy our own lives, we will never be able to enjoy anyone else or a life with anyone else. We have to fix ourselves first. Now, if you want to try self-help books, be my guest. If that, if that helps and that works for you, I suggest you do it. If you want to go see a therapist, try one or two sessions. If you feel that it's not working, make sure that you're gauging it on the right data. Maybe it's the person that you're not comfortable with. I do know people that have had to try two, three, four different therapists before they found the one that worked for them. And now they not only still go, but they're making progress. They're digging in, they're augering down into these things that happened in the past that turned them into the person they are now in hopes of shining a light on it and deciding what to keep and what not to keep in terms of what's going on upstairs in their minds. There's a lot of junk up there we don't need. It's like spring cleaning, right? There's a lot of shit up there we don't need. So the idea is to find a way to locate it and decide where to put it. Because if we don't need it, we can throw it away, so to speak. And then we can make room for other things. New memories, new people. But it starts with you. I think so long as we hold on, even to the possibility that things will get better because they will, we can find a way to keep working towards that goal. Whether it's picking up an old hobby, calling an old friend, setting down the booze, whatever we can do, but it starts with us. There is no magic answer for any one of us because we are all different. What works for me may not work for you and vice versa. But if it works for you and you're not injuring, harming another person, give it a try. What were your hobbies? What were you into before? What did you enjoy? I don't care what anybody else thinks, by the way. Whatever your hobbies are, like I said, as long as you're not hurting people or putting people in harm's way, whatever the situation, whatever that is. Whatever those hobbies were, why'd you stop? What caused the stoppage? Or for you to walk away from it, albeit temporarily. Because I'm, I ask because if somebody was making you feel bad about it, this goes back to what we talked about earlier. Get those people out of your life and do it today I don't where you I don't know where you are down the timeline from me when you're hearing this 
But this conversation will always apply. Hold on to the things that make you want to be better and stronger. Hold on to the people that show you how to be better and stronger. And for the ones that make you feel lousy, and the ones that don't bring any joy or peace to your life, get rid of them. I hate to be blunt, but get rid of them. Don't make excuses. Don't prolong the inevitable. Get rid of them. Try it without them for a few weeks, a month, see how you feel. And if you feel better, I guess that decision is up to you. If you want to go back and tell them, look, I had this last month was really great. If you and I are going to remain friends and remain this or that, shit's going to have to change because I'm not putting up with that anymore. You can be that honest with people. It was like that when we were kids. I said, I'm 40. I would hear people, adults, grown-ups back then, having those conversations all the time. It was commonplace. Now it's just tiptoeing. Well, I don't really want to hurt her feelings, or I don't want to hurt his feelings, so I guess I'll just deal with it, and then I'll drink 147 glasses of wine, and drop down four Percocets down the hatch, and smoke a bowl, and you know, put all my kids down, and then just sleep it all off, and I'll get up and go to work and do it all over again tomorrow. Sounds like a really healthy way to live to me. You know what I mean? It's sick. You know how many people do this every day? They get up. They put something in their body to numb them immediately out of bed. Because they can't stand being with their own true feelings and their own true thoughts. Whether it's pills, booze, any number of things. That is not, as they say, what they used to say used to say, starting the day off right. And at the same time I get not having the motivation to get up, especially if you got to be to work early in the morning, having to get up that much earlier to go out for a walk or for a run or go to the gym, or if you're laid off, or if you're in between jobs, or if you're in between relationships, or you're trying to figure things out with your kids, I mean, it's, it's coming at you from every goddamn direction. Believe me, I get it. Some days it's about, it's more about survival. You know what? Some days it's not about accomplishing a whole lot. Some days it's about survival. And continuing to breathe in and out all day long. Sometimes that's as far as we get. You want to talk about getting shit done at work? Are you crazy? cleaning the house are you out of your mind taking the dog to the vet no raking the leaves cleaning the pool cleaning out the garage taking the cars to get them washed all these different things and in your mind you're going there's no way I'm gonna get all that done today I have no I have no motivation I have no inspiration some days it's about survival And the problem with that is, is that if you live in that space too long, it can take 
complete hold of you and hold you hostage to where you have to work extra, extra, extra hard to break the chains that are holding you in that room hostage. It's not impossible, but you're going to be working a hell of a lot harder than you would if you had identified it sooner and went, you know what? I don't want this to get worse. Picture this. You come home from work one day. If it's Friday afternoon, right? You come home from work. You normally, normally you have one or two beers. Okay. It's common. Maybe you have one right after work. Maybe you have one with dinner. You watch a movie, hang out with your kids, whatever the case is. Friday after that, you have three or four. The following Monday, you come home, you have six or seven. Or you switch to the hard stuff. And you have two or three glasses of that. Or two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight glasses of wine. It can happen that quick. And by the time you realize it, you go out to the garage and in the recycling bin, there's all these empty bottles of booze that nobody else is drinking but you. Or you're calling friends that used to sell you pot in high school and now they can get you pain pills or sleeping pills. And you're popping them like friggin' M&M's. It can get very dark. It can spin out of control so fast you won't see it coming. Believe me, I know what I'm talking about. And pulling yourself out of that space, albeit completely possible, can be very taxing very jarring if you can't find a way to mentally prepare yourself you know and if you are one of those people I recommend you look into some kind of treatment for yourself whether it's you go to an AA meeting read a couple of books on it and if you trust your physician go talk to your physician about it so here's what I'm dealing with doc what do you recommend okay well let's 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 look at it from all the angles. But again, see how this comes full circle? What if you can't trust your physician? What if your physician was one of those people that was saying, oh, get the shot, get the COVID shot, you'll be fine. Or you're one of those people that went to a doctor that wanted the shot and they were going, no, no, don't worry about it, you don't need it. You see what I mean? It, It works both sides. Trust is everything. And if you don't trust yourself, you will never trust anybody else. I promise. You'll want to so badly. Because what happens a lot of times with this is that when we don't trust ourselves, we reach out to other people because we want so badly to believe that they can be trusted. Then when they let us down, it's 10 times worse than it was before. When somebody tells us they're going to do something and we already don't trust ourselves, right? We don't trust ourselves with being able to get things done around the house or be a good enough parent or find the right job that's going to be able to pay all the bills. If we already don't trust ourselves, 
and then we surround ourselves with people that we hope we can, and then they fail us time after time after time after time. Are we just supposed to continue to take it? I don't think so. Prove your worth. Just as we expect the people outside, the other people in our lives to prove their worth, their trustworthiness to us, we have to prove to ourselves that we can be trusted. And the only way to do that is to do what you say. Do what you say you're going to do. So if you have been locking yourself in a vacancy, in a vacuum, or in your house for however long when you're trying to deal with all this shit, make yourself one promise when you wake up tomorrow morning. If I, if I get anything done today, I'm going to get the dishes done. Or I'm going to wash a load of laundry. Or I'm going to clean the bathroom or wash the car or rake the leaves. Start with one thing. Don't load your goddamn plate up and say, I'm going to do 15 things before lunch. You will set yourself up to fail. And then here we are again. You'll be feeling 10 times worse. You know what? This doesn't have to be a situation where you're constantly beating yourself up mentally because you're not getting enough done. If you know certain things have to be done, just do them. Start with a load of laundry or with the dishes. Wash the load of laundry in the morning. Fold it in the afternoon. And then maybe before the kids get off school, wash the dishes real quick. Or I'll do you one better. Before the dishes pile up in your sink, wash them as you go. I can't tell you how much that's helped me. Instead of waiting for 15 bowls or plates or forks, spoons, knives, Tupperware, all this stuff piles up in the sink. Wash them as you go. <coughs> I promise you it makes a difference. If you haven't tried it, try it. It makes a difference. Something about seeing a clean sink. You know, there's no dishes piled in the sink. There's something really liberating about that. But the same goes in the other areas of your life. If you have certain things that need to be done during the day for work, take them one at a time. And within reason, try to set yourself a schedule. So if today's Wednesday, tomorrow's Thursday, or today's Thursday, or whatever, say by the end of the day today, when you sit down to work, I'd like to have these three things done. And make it achievable. Make it something that's feasible. So then after that, you can start chipping away at the other things. But you've given yourself something to work towards. See what I mean? And then as you're able to take on more responsibility and your schedule is structured in such a way that allows you to complete the tasks that you want to complete, you can start adding a little bit more each time. And that same thing goes with relationships. If you find someone that you would like to try to pursue a relationship with, or even if you don't, be honest about it. Be honest about it. I've heard so many times over the years, you know, Meech, having expectations isn't a good idea. Well, to a certain degree, I believe with that. Excuse me, I believe that. But the reason we say that 
is because anytime we set an expectation, most of the time we feel we get let down. You set an expectation that you're going to be able to, I don't know, pay a bill or take your car to get washed. You set an expectation and then it's not met. The more that happens, the more regularly that happens, you stop believing in yourself and in other people. So when they tell you they're going to do something and they don't, you stop believing them. And it can happen like that. One minute it's fine, the next, to hell with them. I've had that experience so many times in my life, it's unbelievable. But like we were talking earlier, it's one of those things where we got to find a way to let those types of people go. If we can't depend on people and we can't rely on them and they can't depend and rely on us, we have no business engaging. You understand? I don't care what the relationship is, if it's professional or personal. If one or both people can't rely or depend on the other, it's doomed. Doomed. And to rebuild that trust or be able to rely and depend on that person again, it takes a lot, ladies and gentlemen, depending on the kind of person you are. But me, I don't forgive easily. I never have. I will eventually forgive but I will never forget. There's always that part of you that kind of keeps your guard up. Not because every relationship is going to be perfect. There's no such thing. But the more times you're deceived, the more times you're told something and it doesn't happen, it creates a black hole inside you that nothing can fill. The only thing you can fill it with down the road is light and that can only come from you light meaning a different job a different relationship maybe try reading a different genre of book Um, trying different parenting tactics that may work better with your son or daughter it's all contextual and it's very subjective like I said there's, there's no one way There's no one right way to do any of this. But we've got to find a way to start believing in ourselves again because if we do, maybe, just maybe, we can start believing in other people again. And can you imagine if we found ourselves living in a world where it was the majority of people that believed in themselves and believed in other people because it's been proven to each of us that it's okay to do so. That it's okay to be vulnerable, to put ourselves back out there, to fall in love again, to find a great job, to work towards having a great job, being good parents, making each other laugh, enjoying our goddamn lives instead of just walking around moping and sulky all the goddamn time. It's just, it's enough now. Okay? Let's just start slow. Starting today. 
We're going to do one thing that we hadn't planned on doing. I don't care what it is. You decide. It's your life. One thing that you didn't plan on doing today, we're going to aim to get done. One thing that you wanted to say to somebody for however long you've been holding off, say it today. And say it with as much honesty and integrity and emotion as you can. You don't have to raise your voice. You don't have to cuss, call names. But if it's true for you, say it to that person. Bring it up. How else is anything ever going to get better? I'll be working just as hard on this, ladies and gentlemen. I've got a long road to go myself. Long road to go myself. You know, one of my favorite, I'll leave you with this. One of my favorite lines in a movie of all time was from The Patriot. And it's when Mel Gibson was talking to his boys about shooting. And he said, aim small, miss small. So if you zero in on your target, and you work and work and work and work and work at it, eventually you're going to be able to build it. And you're going to get more accurate with what you're focusing on. Whether it's doing things around the house, completing tasks at work. Maybe you volunteer at your kid's school, PTA or, you know, dads have their own version of that now. It's called Dad's Den, where my son goes to school. I think if we start small and we just promise ourselves that we're going to keep moving forward, we will find a way to become the person that we always wanted to be, even if it's just for ourselves, because there's nothing saying you have to be in a relationship. I'm here to tell you, you don't. Okay? You don't. If you're happier alone, fine. But there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. If you're lonely, well, maybe seeking out a partner isn't a bad idea. And that's a conversation for another day, going into Jesus Christ, going into all the dating apps and online dating and all, all that world. I mean, it's just, it's a different world we live in now. And every single generation says that and they say it because it's true. That being the case, ladies and gentlemen, try not to be so hard on yourselves. Try not to beat yourselves up so much. You know, the, the, the inner dialogue we have with ourselves, it is very important. And I struggle with this all the time. You know, the things we say to ourselves carry weight carry a message for a future that maybe we can't see yet because it's still kind of hazy it's there nonetheless not can't always be sure what to expect how everything's going to play out but let's find a way to start believing in ourselves again because I think if we do that it'll help us to start believing in other people again which will lead to us talking more with them and maybe eventually trusting them again. But what the hell do I know? I'm sitting behind my desk at 10.30 on a Thursday morning
making a goddamn podcast. <laughs> With that said, I am going to go grab myself another cup of coffee. These shows are always therapeutic, one way or another. And if you do enjoy them, I'm very grateful for that. If you want to send a message, you can find us over at The Atypical Man on TikTok. I check that most regularly. Um, or this atypicalman.com. Don't be strangers, ladies and gentlemen. And whatever you're going through, just know that one way or another, everything is going to be okay. Start having some faith in yourself. Start believing in yourself again. I do. And I know a lot of other people do as well. So let's just start there and see what happens. I sincerely appreciate you guys being here. And I hope hope you'll uh, come back and listen again soon. My name is Caleb. And you've been listening to The Atypical Man. (laughs) 